Welcome to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company in Cary. And we're going to talk about pollinators and bees in uh, this podcast. Pollinators uh, responsible for reproduction of more than three quarters of the world's plants, Keith. Yeah, it's amazing. It's once we lose, they say once we lose honeybees, we're right behind them. What is the state of honeybees right now it's in North pretty, Carolina? It's pretty grim. There's we've we've lost. We're losing about forty percent of the beehives yearly, and for a lot of different reasons. I think um, habitat loss, um, excessive chemical use, um, poor water quality. I feel like is a big piece of it. Just the water quality of creeks and streams, and the and the lack of a availability of fresh water for bees. Yeah, and a lot of people misunderstand bees because there's certain bees that, that don't sting at all. I mean, they, they people are just afraid of the bees. Yeah, absolutely. And it's changed a lot in the last in the last few years. I mean, people have really gotten behind honeybees, and honeybees are a pretty docile bee. I mean, you can hold them on your finger a lot of times. I mean, I'll go into a hive without a suit on, and you know, I may get stung here and there, but not. They're not coming at at you like a yellow jacket or a hornet or a, and and I think you know all of the above are probably useful in in a lot of ways in nature. I mean we've got to have most of the insects and the and the the pollinators and the moths and a lot of times a lot of times moths or butterflies are the same worms that are eating your crop, but they're beneficial, you know. So we've got to have sort of a balance. Yeah, I mean uh, bees in particular, they're called the keystone because they are really uh others depend on them for yeah, other things absolutely and there's you know there's a lot there's a lot of different pollinating bees in north carolina i think there's between 100 and 200 pollinating bees i think a lot of times the mosquito spraying that's going on right now is 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 kind of a de- detrimental scenario and mosquitoes are terrible in in raleigh um and so people resort to mosquito spray but Mosquito spray doesn't just kill the mosquitoes. It kills pretty much every insect in the yard. So, you know, then you start to starve out lizards and 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 um, frogs, um, bats, martins, um, a lot of the things that that feed off you know that feed on mosquitoes. So, what can we do? So, planting pollinator plants is a great solution, especially in the fall and winter. Tulip poplars bloom in the spring in North Carolina, and tulip poplars produce. They probably provide most of the nectar for North Carolina honey. They do. They do, they provide a, a lot of nectar when they're in bloom, but they're only in bloom for three, four weeks. Um, it's a fairly short season, maybe six weeks. Um, you know, shade to sun. But so adding adding things like camellias and hellebores for for winter fall and winter blooms. Pansies are a good one, although. Some pansies that come from um, massive greenhouses will spray with um, neonics, and neonics affect bees. Um, they disorient them; they can't get back to the hive, or they'll fly into a pond or you know something with a reflection on it. So we're we're recording this one in the uh, this podcast in the uh, fall season. So uh, what type of pollinator plants should people be putting in? Can they put them in now? Yeah, absolutely. So in the next few weeks, pansies are huge. Um, pansies will bloom from now until spring, so um, it's a good nectar flower. Um, yeah, there's the best time to put wildflowers in, and, and wildflowers are key because they provide habitat, nectar, and pollen for 
for bees. You know, most of the pollinating bees and honeybees basically need a good, clean water source. They need nectar, and then they need pollen for protein. So, you know, there's 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 a lot of plants that provide both nectar and pollen for a for a bee. Things like camellia will do that. They're great great pollen producers, and then they produce some nectar too. Hellebores are great. Pansies are great. Going into the into the springtime, I mean, there's just a multitude of of plants that you know most of the perennial plants will provide some sort of nectar or, or pollen. For there's there's fewer plants that don't provide anything, but when you plant something like a um, wildflower, it gives them it gives them habitat and it gives them the pollen and it gives them the nectar. You mentioned a bunch of bees because uh, I know that uh, Garden Supply Company in Cary um, uh, has uh, a lot of things for people that. Uh, want to have their own beehives. Uh, Explain what you're trying to do there. Yeah, so I I picked up beekeeping um, 10 years ago as a hobby, and um, it's just turned into kind of an obsession. (laughs) Um, There was a bee store in Raleigh, Bailey Bees, which um, now has a store out in Hillsborough. Great, great company, but they closed their Raleigh store, so we started picking up just the basics, partially just because I was using the supplies and then to help out other people that were close by. Uh, and we've kind of grown it into a, a full-time piece of our business. We sell all all the bee supplies. We sell bees in the spring. Um, we sell new hives. We sell some complete hives. And then we work with corporations putting bees, you know, on corporate campuses and that kind of thing. Um, so we've got a full-time beekeeper besides myself. We maintain about uh, between 50 and 100 hives. So is the motivation to get local honey, or is it to uh, grow the bee population? Yeah, so my initial thing was I didn't even care about the honey. I I really wanted to keep bees and kind of make a difference. You know, it was like it's a science-based thing, and I thought, you know, if I can figure out plants, you can probably figure out, you know, what's going on with the bees. So, you know, it was kind of to have something close by and to be able to evaluate what was going on with the bees. You know, of course, it's turned out to be more complex than gardening i think it's it's uh, there's so many different things affecting bees that it's you know it's hard to put your finger on just one thing yeah, bees come in basically uh, two types right the solitary and and the social correct so explain those um solitary bees are just are are going to be you know a, a bee that's going to you know hatch and and live on its own mm-hmm. um and then you know something like a honeybee is is you know it's almost like one functioning being it's um you know just a large colony and they should you know they share responsibilities it's probably one of the more complex groups of insects that you could you know those and ants you know i mean they just they change they change up roles as as they get older they all have a different task to do in a hive it's it's you know, an endless learning scenario. So t- talk about uh, how uh, uh, the queen uh, is uh, dependent on this uh, uh, successful hive. Right. So a queen, uh, when, a, when a queen is, a queen is given um, royal jelly, it's a, it's just another female bee. And the bees will, will feed the, an egg royal jelly. The queen hatches, she eats royal jelly. And that's what really basically it turns her into a queen, and and it, she um, she dictates everything in the hive. If you get to a hive and it's a mean hive, it's a mean queen. Mm. Um, you if you've got a docile queen, it's it's a hive you can you can go in. So so genetically, a lot of times you're trying to produce new queens from 
from a good queen stock that are easy to handle and easy to work with. Sometimes a meaner hive or a meaner queen will be a hive that lasts a little bit longer for one reason or another. But but a queen is born and lasts lives about two years. And the, really, and, yeah, two years. Yeah, and the because the males die off, right? Yeah, the the males are kicked out of the hive in the fall because all they they don't really have a purpose. They just eat. So the, they they'll push them out of the hive and freeze them in the in the fall. Um, the rest of the all the rest of the hive is all female female worker bees, and they all have a different task that they're doing throughout the day. Anything about uh, maintaining a good hive? When, when would you start this? Uh, the ideal time to start is um, to book, you know, ahead of time, book um, package bees or, or nu- nucleus hives now for spring. People usually put, will put it, you know, reserve a hive because there's they're in fairly limited supplies these days. You call, you know, someone like Garden Supply Company or Bailey Bees. Or, you know, there's a lot of different places you can buy bees. But get your get your equipment, and get your equipment set up, you know, through the winter time, and then have it in place. And then when the bees come in, it's usually uh, late March through um, April, May. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know uh, in, in the late summer, everyone wants to wants to see those those pretty hummingbirds. Uh, those are another one that's dependent on pollinators, not not just those feeders we put out with the sugary uh, uh, liquid in. Exactly. Um, yeah, and and you know the feeders are nice because you can see five or six or ten you know hummingbirds at a time, all all fighting for a place at the feeder, but. Um, but you know you you can have hummingbirds year round with with really? just a few flowers, or you know through the through the spring and summer with a few with just a few flowers. There's there's so many. It's it's again it's the same thing. There's most of the perennial flowers will attract hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. And, and what about butterfly? I know there's certainly pollinator uh, plants that are really uh, a target for butterflies. Sure. I mean, there's tall verbenas, a Brazilian verbena is a, a great plant for hummingbirds, butterflies, bees. The other thing with, with, you know, we had mentioned water before. Butterflies need water. Um, bees need water. One of the ways you can do that is with a with a um, low bowl or a terracotta saucer, and you fill it up with gravel and then add water to the gravel so the bees can get in there and get the water, or, or butterflies can get in there and get the water without drowning. Um, they, just, they just need cracks and crevices and a lot of th- or sand. Sand's another good one. Okay. And any final thoughts on pollinators? You know, provide the water, good plant plant source. You can always feed them one to one sugar water. It's it's really fun to watch bees come in and feed off a off a, even like a glass jar with a couple holes popped in the bottom of it. They they don't sting. They don't want to sting. They're just after the sugar. And I think you know, creating decent habitats, um, perennial gardens, and then moving away from spraying your entire yard. I mean, I think it's just a quick way to kill. The environment, it's it's chemicals that you're touching, your kids are touching, your pets are touching. And just one other thing about the uh, the beekeepers, because the honey, the local honey, is gold. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's more honey that you buy at, at a, you know, a, a grocery store, a big box store is watered down with corn syrup, you know, so... Buying local honey, it really is. Uh, it's good for you. It's got it's got pollen content. If it hasn't been heated or or filtered, you know, it's just raw honey. You're getting a taste of every pollen that was out there during that season. So, 
it builds your tolerance and kind of wards away Keeps aller- you healthy, allergies huh? and colds and coughs. There you go. All right. Well, you've been listening to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company in Cary. Garden Supply Company is at 1421 Old Apex Road in Cary. And the phone number is 919-460-7747. A lot of people there that can answer questions on bees besides yourself. There are. Uh, Jason's there Tuesday through Saturday. Um, I'm there. We've, um, We've got two or three other beekeepers that actually work at the store. So we've got good support on bees um, and, you know, and pollinator plants as well. All right. Uh, open uh, 9 to 6 Monday through Friday, Saturday 8 to 6, Sunday 11 to 5. The website is gardensupplyco.com. And uh, you can email uh, in the garden at uh, what uh, email address? gardensupplyco.com. You've been listening to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company.